Lakuta Sikhis, volume 24, the Sikha of Bracha, and the title of this article is Peace Over Truth. The closing verses of the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses, is of the passing of Moses. And in verse 8, we are told, quote, And the sons of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days, and the days of weeping were over. The morning of Moses came to an end, end quote. Now Rashi points out here the difference in the terminology by the passing of Moses and the passing of Aaron. By Moses it says the males wept for Moses. However, concerning the passing of Aaron, it is said the whole house of Israel wept for him, meaning both males and females. Now, our sages give two different reasons for this difference. One is that, and that points out the honor of Moses, being that Moses was crying over the death of his brother Aaron, hence the whole house of Israel wept with Moses. The second reason, which seems to be contrary to Moses' honor, is that Aaron, since he used to pursue peace and bring peace between a man and his fellow and between a woman and her husband, it is said the whole house of Israel wept for him. Now, the obvious question on the second reason is, which is the only one that Rashi gives, why here, when we are speaking of Moses' passing, would we point out something less than honorable about Moses when the message in these verses, for example, it says his eyes had not dimmed, nor had he lost his natural freshness, and there was no other prophet who arose in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, as manifested by all the signs and wonders, and all the strong hand, and all the great awe which Moses performed. So these verses are talking about praise of Moses. So so now, why would here we point out something according to the second reasoning, which is what Rashi quotes, that something less than honorable for Moses? That is the obvious question. Now, Rashi has to speak up in order to explain the different language used by Aaron and by Moses, the whole house versus the sons. However, Rashi first explains Aaron, since he used to pursue pay peace and bring peace between a man and his fellow and between a woman and her husband. And only after this does Rashi explain the difference of the terminologies. Hence, it is clear that Rashi sees the verses specifically pointing out the difference between Moses and Aaron in their service to God of which the different spe- the terminologies are but an outcome. And being that this is pointed out at the time of the passing and praise of Moses, we must say that this is not about Moses, God forbid, lacking in his love and his for his fellow Jew, but rather about how Moses had to go about making peace differently than Aaron did due to his form of service to God, which was different than Aaron's form of service to God. Our sages tell us of how Aaron went about bringing peace to a husband and wife who were in dispute with each other, and so too between two people who were in dispute. I quote to you from the Sefer Avot de Rabnosen. 
When two people were fighting with one another, Aaron would go and sit next to one of them and say, My son, look at the anguish your friend is going through. His heart is ripped apart and he is tearing at his clothes. He is saying, How can I face my, fr- my old friend? I am so ashamed. I, be- I betrayed his trust. Aaron would sit with him until his rage subsided. Then Aaron will go to the other person in the fight and say, My son, look at the anguish your friend is doing um, through his the going through. His heart is ripped apart and he's tearing at his clothes. He's saying, How can I face my old friend? I am so ashamed I betrayed his trust. And then Aaron would sit with him until his rage subsided. When the two people saw each other after that, they would embrace and kiss one another. And this is why it says, and the entire house of Israel wept for Aaron for 30 days after his death, meaning that Aaron altered the truth. Now, even though our sages rule in the Talmud, it is permitted for a person to depart from the truth in a matter that will bring peace. And even though Aaron only altered the truth without lying, nevertheless, being that Moses, and I quote you from the Medrash, kindness and truth have met. That's a verse in Psalms. Kindness, this is Aaron, and truth, this is Moses. Therefore, Moses could not use the path of even just altering the truth, which is about concealing the truth, even for the purpose of bringing peace between spouses or friends. Deeper yet, even though it is Moses who teaches Israel the Torah law that it is permissible to alter the truth for the purpose of peace, nevertheless, being that Moses' mission in this world is truth, Hence, Moses could not in action use even the permissible path of altering the truth. In yet even deeper words, Moses could not embrace the one could descend to a point that the only way to bring peace between them is through altering the truth. Now, being that both... Aaron's way of kindness to the point of altering the truth and Moses' way of truth, which did not allow him to alter the truth even for the purpose of peace. Both of these are written in the Torah. Hence, they each have their own virtue over the other. Moses' way does not stray from the truth at all. While Aaron's way allows for reaching even those who have fallen to the nether levels of needing to alter the truth for them. With this, we can now understand the necessity of pointing out Aaron's virtue at the time of Moses' passing. All through Moses' life, he was absolutely, completely, and utterly submerged within his God-given mission to disseminate and operate only through and with truth. However, at this point, the day of his passing, Moses had completed his mission upon this world and is now at the level of, I quote, and Moses went up. Having completed his mission in life, thus now is a time for Moses to sense and appreciate the service of Aaron in bringing peace to all of Israel. Note, this is similar to the teaching of our sages in the Talmud. When Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai fell ill, his students entered to visit him. When he saw them, he began to cry. And they asked him why, and he says, I have two paths before me, one of the Garden of Eden and one of Gehenna, and I do not know on which they are leading me. And will I not cry? Now, how could Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, 
of the greatest Tanaic sages, upon whom our sages speak wonders, and was definitely observant and careful in entirety with the turn away from evil and do good. How can such a man even doubt that he would be led to Gehenna? Of the explanations given is that throughout his lifetime, Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Zakeh was completely occupied and therefore, of course, Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Zakeh was certain of his revealed faculties with which he accomplished his mission in life. However, being so given over to his mission, now in his final moments upon this world, when he can only now ponder upon what is his doing within himself, within the essence, does he question in his mission, does he question in his mission with others, did he deny himself the chance to work on himself? So too, only now was Moses able to look outside of his own mission and ponder upon and appreciate the service form of his brother Aaron. Hence, it is at the time of Moses' passing that the Torah makes mention of this. Now, back to our topic. And nevertheless, there is still a question to be asked. The definition of truth is that it was, is, and always will be the truth without change. That's why the Hebrew word for truth is spelled emet, aleph, mem, tough, aleph, the first letter, mem, the middle letter, and tough, the last letter, because truth has to carry through from the beginning, throughout, and at the end. Thus, if what Moses did was true throughout his lifetime, thus it remains true in, the, in his final day here on earth. The answer is that passing of Moses is not just the physical, and Moses went up to Mount Nebo where he died, but also the spiritual, and Moses went up to Mount Nebo, in which the mystical secret to Mount Nebo is that it is the acronym and the metaphor for Nun Bina, the 50th gateway of understanding meaning that throughout his life, Moses had reached only the 49 gateways of understanding, being that the 50th gateway can only be received by a gift from God. Hence, if you remember in Exodus, God tells Moses, you will not be able to see my face and live, for a man shall not see me and live. Now, my face is explained in certain places that refers to the 50th gateway of understanding. Deeper yet, the difference between Moses and Aaron is explained as Moses being the groom's man whose job it is to draw down from above, groom, God, to below, Israel, earth. Hence, Moses brought God's Torah down to us, while Aaron served as the bridesmaid whose job it is to elevate the bride towards the groom. Hence, Aaron was the one to kindle and, as the verse says in the book of Numbers, bring up the candles of the menorah, metaphorically meaning, as the verse in Proverbs says, for the, for the candle of God is the soul of man. 
Now, nevertheless, now that Moses has completed his mission in this world, which is the world is bound within the limitations of seven times seven equals 49. Number one, the world was created through the seven emotion emanations, and each one of those emanations are in itself compiled of seven, which is 49. So too, the world was set to in the cycles of a seven-day week and a seven-year sabbatical year cycle. And through this completion, Moses opened himself to the 50th gateway. Therefore, Moses now had, in addition to his work, also the form of service of Aaron. And Moses went up, the service of elevation from below to above, meaning that in the realm of the 50th gateway, the see my face, the absoluteness of truth is not just in the drawing down from above truth to below, but also in the elevation from below to above. For in the my face, the 50th gateway of understanding the truth of truths, that God is everything and everything is God, is revealed and apparent. Thus, now Moses can appreciate Aaron's bridemaidship in which Aaron reaches all of Israel. The lesson. Moses, in his love for all of Israel, now emphasizes and teaches us that regardless of how great was his own love for each and every Jew, which definitely grew greater and greater throughout his lifetime, nevertheless, we must also embrace Aaron's service of being, I quote to you from Ethics of Our Father, a lover of peace, a pursuer of peace, one who loves the creatures and draws them close to Torah.